Oh, found a Kleenex in my pocket. Is it used? It could possibly. <laughs> or you could leave that in as an intro. That's even better. Okay, let's get going. Hi, I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Hi, welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. I'm Kate. I'm Mike. And we are talking about email overwhelm today. So I married a Virgo. Mike's birthday is September 4th. Feel free to send gifts. And Mike is amazing at keeping his inbox empty. And honestly, it's one of the great mysteries of Mike for me. Like he's tried to explain to me how he does this so many times. And I've been trying to get him to do an episode on this. And he's like, this isn't enough for an episode. Like it's going to be so fast. And I just think, honey, that you underestimate your superpowers of organization and systems. So I wanted to talk to you because, you know, you're somebody who has like five emails in your inbox and they really are new emails at any given time. And I will tell you when I like look down at my girlfriend's phones, when we're, you know, I don't know, let's say they're about to show me a picture. Like, Almost every single time it's like their little notification is up for their Gmail and it's like 1500 emails unread in your inbox or like I've seen 13,000 or mine isn't that bad. I'm at about 450 and I've gotten it down to zero before, but it took me like three days and it just didn't seem like a worthwhile use of my time. But you seem to stay on top of it all the time. And I know there are listeners who are like me, who are mystified by this. So I want you to give me the steps and like, I don't know that I'm going to commit to doing all of them, but I am just here. Like, I just don't get it. I don't get how you do it. And I really want to know. Well, before we dive in, let's oh. warm the audience up a little bit. Really? This is like, yeah. Like, oh. what did we just get back from? Where did we come from? Like, let's dive into this instead well, of you're I... trying to take me out on a first date here and you're going, you're trying for Honey, a home run right off the we've bat. We've been married for two years. I know, so. but well, I so we just got back from Mexico. We did. We took our first baby free. Do vacation. you think people are not interested in this? I don't what know. You're saying? I don't think, I don't know. Maybe they I are. think they are. I think okay. they're interested in what it's like to take a baby free vacation. Maybe they haven't been on one. Maybe they want to. Maybe they if can. If you have a out. child, I highly recommend even going on just one overnight without your baby. We have done several overnights, each of us separately and a couple together. But this one was our first one, like just for fun out of the country away. And it was three nights and four days in Mexico for our girlfriend, Jess Ortner's wedding, marrying a great guy named Lucas Iturbide. And it was... That was good. I had no idea how to say his last name. Well... You know, you, I you get Spanish, and I practice my Spanish. Let's talk Mexico. about you freezing with the housekeeper <laughs> speaking your Spanish. Like, how about that? My so, Spanish. Kate, so we've gone to Mexico and Costa Rica, and we can get by. Like Kate's Spanish, she can get by for sure. Like it's not fluent by any means, but basic <laughs> conversation. And so that's always been my experience. So anytime somebody doesn't speak English, I just default to Kate. And maybe it's time for me to start learning some Spanish so I can actually have a basic conversation. But the housekeeper was cleaning our room and Kate and I look at her and I'm like, she didn't speak any English. And I look at Kate and literally Kate's face had no, like completely frozen. I couldn't come up with the words. I mean, anything would have been great. Like 
cuantas minutos más or like you know necesitan más tiempo necesitas más tiempo like there are so many what things i could have said what do you need mean? more time oh, or yeah. how many more minutes or right you know you, there was nothing there was nothing. you know anyway it was bad so and, yeah the housekeeper I was, like, was so confused that she, she just left she left like literally <laughs> midway through the cleaning there was like towels everywhere and the bed was half made the bed like, was half made she left the pillowcases off and it was so funny like i think i just freaked her out with my lack of communication and she literally just walked out it was funny it was amazing but, but then we go to breakfast and we're sitting there with breakfast and kate just orders the entire breakfast in spanish no not skipping a beat it was so some fluid. dietary restrictions because i can't eat dairy eggs or nuts because of penelope she's allergic to them and i'm still nursing so yeah i was pretty proud of myself i was able yeah, to not only order amazing. but also order with changes yeah she sounded like she knew what she was doing like it but, was but amazing here's the problem with that when i order in spanish or when i ask questions in spanish my accent is actually pretty good and my accent is better. It's like better than my actual knowledge of Spanish. So what ends up happening is I ask a question with a great accent and I ask it well, and then they answer me in Spanish and then I don't know what they said. <laughs> so good. it's like a really bad cover. It would be better if my accent was more like, you know, hola, me llamo Kate. Because then they be... would be like, oh, we're going to answer her in English. Yeah, that would be like Mike talking. That's Mike Spanish. Yeah. Anyway, so, or no, it would be hola, me llamo. I don't llamo. say hola. <laughs> no, you don't. I'm just I at least get hola, right? Right? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, see, hola. The H's Come on. are silent anyway, in Spanish. Anyway, so we went to Mexico, and that was a lot of fun, and it was good to be there, good to be back. It felt like a three-day trip. I really felt like I was gone for a week. I know. It was amazing. And we went to an all-inclusive resort Called for this the wedding. the Moon Palace. The Moon Palace. Highly recommend it. The food was really good, actually, down there. And in the, Cancun. It was beautiful in Cancun, and it was super stress-free. I haven't been a big fan of the all-inclusive thing. You know, that wasn't something that's ever on my radar to go to. I always think of big buffets with, like, disgusting food. That's what I always think of at all-inclusive. Right. And I think that might be... Like, that's what I've experienced, like, on Carnival Cruise Lines or cruises that we've been on. So, this was not that. And it was very good food. And it was really relaxing. It was... Talk about stress-free. Like, if you just want to get away and not have stress... It's nice to go to these places because you don't think about anything. You're like, I'm hungry. Okay, I walk over to the buffet or we walk to one restaurant and you don't have to pay anything. And it's, it's really nice not to carry money. And it makes yes. you realize how much stress carrying money and just like paying for things actually causes in our lives. It's a lot. Um, not that it has to. You know, that's like a whole other conversation. But I just noticed the relaxation of like not paying a bill. It was really great. Mm-hmm. Because you sit down at a restaurant and you're like, well, what a lot of times, I mean, I still do this, even though we can afford most things that we're eating at the restaurants now. But when I didn't have any money, I would sit there and be like, well, that's $30. Like, there's no way I can. You know what? It's a really good prosperity practice just, you know, for you listening and maybe for us as well. But it's a really good prosperity practice to order off the left side of the menu instead of the right side of the menu. Mm -hmm. So really looking at what do you want as opposed to what does it cost? Right. And there are times in your life where, listen, it's better to order off the right side of the menu. Like I have been there and Mike just made a great point. When we started first dating, I think collectively we had like $225,000 worth of debt or something. Yep. Right now we have none. Well, other than like car payment. No, we didn't have 225,000. We had like 160. 
Oh. We had two, we spent 225,000 on education. Oh. With sorry. our undergrad and my graduate anyway, school. Anyway, but over 100,000 of debt. And so, you know, at that time, maybe it was a little wiser to order off the right side of the menu. But what often happens is we don't update our prosperity blueprint as our prosperity reality updates. A girlfriend of mine, it was hysterical. She was like making seven figures in her business, was like totally rocking it. Cash flow was awesome. And she was talking about with another girlfriend that she like, oh, she was like, oh, I can't wait until someday like I can get myself a hot tub. Like I'll feel like I really made it. And her friend was like, um, so a hot tub costs like three grand. <laughs> and I think you can actually afford that. And it was a huge realization for her to be like, oh my God, I have been living as though what I want is out of my reach because I have not updated my abundance reality. So that's a side note. But yeah, check cool. in, check in. Are you operating as though you're in lack, even though you're not anymore? If you are operating as though you're in lack, whether you are or you aren't, that's going to create more lack. So Cool. Okay. All right. Let's talk about email. See, you wanted me to talk about other stuff. So when you get me on other stuff, I will go. <laughs> but let's come yeah, back to email. I don't like, okay, it's great. So what are like, let's say you were going to give, you're teaching a mini workshop right now on how to keep your inbox below 20 emails, something like that. Cause I think I mean, that's pretty much your reality, right? I don't know if I would teach that truthfully because it doesn't like email. Okay. So it goes back to notify. Let's just call email notifications, right? So we all know notifications. We get them from Facebook. We get them from Instagram. We get them from Snapchat. You get them from Twitter, like notifications, YouTube, like it's everywhere. We're getting experiencing notifications. I don't get notifications from YouTube. Thank goodness. That's because they're turned off. I know. I turn off most of my notifications. Right. And that's the, like, oh, sorry. Okay, I'm teaching the course. You're the student, remember? Okay. okay. So the bottom line is, does this cause you stress? Okay. Does any of this stuff cause, does having 450 emails, Kate, cause you stress? And the only reason. I'm going to answer sometimes because obviously it does. Otherwise, I wouldn't have wanted to do this as Great. a topic. Great. Okay. And the funny Not part. Like a lot of stress. So Kate talked about, you know, her inbox is 450 or whatever the number is now. We've actually set up a new inbox for her, which is the address she uses now, which we won't say live because we have. Yeah, we won't super do that. Secret. It was super. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, so super secret. There's 450 emails in the inbox. But the reality is we've set up a new one for you to start over, I think, twice or three times now. So we're going to stop doing that. And it depends on, like, what do you want to happen with your email inbox? Because if somebody has, like, your aunt, Penny, I've seen her notifications on her Apple Mail, and it was, like, Mm 20,000. Like, that would drive me insane. And it would just drive me insane for me because I like things in order. I like it simple. And to have 20,000 emails... I would go crazy. Like I just, that would, it would never happen. So I would not, but just looking at that number almost creates anxiety in me. So we could talk about like my anxiety when it comes to 20,000 notifications, you know, all that stuff that goes deeper. But the reality is that we're just talking about managing our email at this moment. So what are your questions? Like having 450 causes you a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. If it were over a thousand, it would cause me more. Okay. What do you think your threshold is for how many in emails in your inbox causes you stress? I don't have stress around email. So 
Why is it that you decide to keep it so that it's just on one page of your inbox and just is always kind of you're on top of Because it. most of the time, and I also think it's different for, I'd be curious for men because I know women are way more social and like you get way more social emails than I do as well. So just for your for instance and me, I won't generalize all genders, but basically I kind of did, but now I'm retracting that. So basically I'll just talk between you and I like, cause I've seen your inbox and the amount of communication and the conversations and like group threads and all of that stuff. You're on far more of that stuff than I am. So why do I keep it? Because to me, well, first off email in itself, most of the time is taking care of it's like other people's agendas. A lot of times, like people want responses from me on stuff instead of me producing. So do I sometimes not probably produce content to manage my email inbox? Probably. That's definitely a yes. Instead of producing what I want first and then managing email later. But I don't know. To me, email is just like, okay, that's one of those things that is part of our life. And how do I keep it so it doesn't cause me stress? Like, how do I keep like, so, it so it's So simple. my question was, right. how many emails? Just indulge me here for a second. Like if you had 20 unread emails in your inbox, would that stress you out? Would it be like a hundred? But it doesn't, like I would just take care of it. So like if a hundred was in there and it's unread, like when we come back from trips or vacations that we've been on before, you know, when we went on our honeymoon, I think I came back and there was like 150 emails in there. Mm -hmm. And so I sat down and busted it out in two to three hours. It's gone. You know, so... Yeah, I don't know. Like, it doesn't create a sensation in me that's like, oh my gosh, there's a hundred emails. But I'm just like, okay, I have to take either I'm going to get her email back from someone or our landlord. You know, Amy's like, if she emails you and then you don't hear back from her with it, or if she, you don't get back to her in two days, she will email you again. And that's great because it's helping her and she's getting her answers that she wants. And that's great as well. So I know that a lot of people are reaching out for something or what that is. And I know to run our business, we use email for this reason, you know, cause it helps us run our business and most of the emails that are entering. So I also manage like seven email accounts or wow. five email accounts. Right. And they're sounds stressful. Right. But, <laughs> for, but me. for me, the way it's ordered in my head, it's all ordered. So Yes, I might have less than five emails in one account, but I have another account right now that has like 12 emails Can in it that are on Can you tell me what the different emails are and why seven and what they're for? Right. So when you sign up for newsletters, or let's just say you sign up for Daniel Laporte's newsletter, mm-hmm. where does that, let's just call it, let's say you have, you know. It goes to my private email that I actually read. Great. Mine does not. Because I actually want to read it. Okay. So any new, <laughs> so I have an email that is specifically for, like personal, any sort of programs or any software systems or any of that stuff that we sign up to, that goes to one email address. So anything that requires us to do business activities goes to one email address. I have another email address that's set up for Mike at MikeJWatts.com that is specifically for like client work. And that's specifically for anybody that is answering anything from Mike J. Watts. All so it goes there. Like your coaching clients all they go to would Mike be at Mike J. Watts. Through Mike at Mike J. Watts. Got it. Correct. And then I have another email address that is only set up for newsletters, Amazon.com, Facebook, any social That's media. That's different act- than the one that you sign up for for business software? That is correct. Yep. Okay. 
Because what happens is when you sign up for these social media companies, I'm they... I'm already s- confused. Okay. Here's the reason I do this. You're already confused. Okay. That sounds so overwhelming. Some people are like so lost. And then it's like seven passwords and logins that I have to remember. No, you don't. You I have know, one password. One password. I know. Which is, well, for me, very organized. For Kate, I find kind it of. challenging. Yeah. But it's, I have to say, like, I'm glad we do one password. And it has made a huge difference for me, even though I still sometimes get confused. Like I would say my confusion has decreased 80% with passwords and logins. And I think that's pretty good. Yeah. So like, I want to make sure we leave here where everyone on here is not confused, but basically I have one email address that I manage on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And that is my personal email address. Every day that is checked. Mike at Mike J Watts is checked every 48 hours, most likely. My other email address that has newsletter subscription, all that stuff, maybe twice or three times a week. Okay. When I like remember, I go in there. Got it. Like so, all of my social media accounts are linked to the newsletter, the newsletter account one. because yeah. these companies sell your information. All right, they really they sell your information, and then they will sell it to some sort of other person, or the government's tracking you. And I want to make sure that like. All of that stuff doesn't come to my personal inbox because that creates way more spam and it creates way more newsletters for... I just received in the last week, I have received seven or eight newsletters from people that I unsubscribe from, but that they changed email newsletter systems and now automatically I'm already put back on because they didn't remove me from that, which is annoying. And so I don't want that to happen to our clients and our customers and our people that are on your newsletter list or my newsletter list as well. So... I just make sure that I separate all of this stuff out for myself. So if somebody sells my email address to somebody else, then it goes into this one folder that they never get access to my personal account because I had one personal account a long time ago that has been shut down that I ended up doing everything under one. And that's where your inbox gets out of control for me. And that's what happens. So for instance, like for what you have set up, because I know now we're literally paying people to manage your old email addresses right now. You know, like that's what we have set up because, and every time, like if I have to send something to one of your old email addresses, like I'll see these random newsletters in there. I just unsubscribe from them because I know you're not reading them. So I just go in there if if it's linked up to whatever your accounts are. So for traveling purposes and business purposes from a payment standpoint, let's say PayPal or any of that, it goes to our business email address. That's where like our graphic designer sends her invoices. That's where all of the... Other and some right. people send in my personal email address as well, but, but so for the most part, yes. And so for the most part, I have one, one email address. Email that is correct. That is synced up for all of our business Vimeo account. That's synced mm-hmm. up for our business account. So that would be the business Freedom Family Different business email than address. The ones for software, or yes. is that yeah? So it's a little kind of everything's intertwined a tad bit. Okay. But for me, it's like it keeps Would it in you order. Mind, it's because in the per, my personal email account for the software, I have all the, everything tagged for what we're using. So within Gmail. So everything's in a folder. Everything's tagged appropriately. So it goes. Right. It to, doesn't show up in your inbox. It automatically goes into a folder. No, it still shows up. But oh, I just but move you can it and move tag it. it. Yeah. Okay. I haven't figured out the whole. So I've tried all sorts of different software programs. So like there's that Kiwi for, for Gmail email. and then there's that unenroll, like that new one called unenroll that you can see how many subscriptions your emails actually signed up to oh. and then you can unsubscribe from them. Cool. Like to me, it's caused and even Gmail's like uh, social platform promotions tab in the inbox. And there's yeah, another I got tab. Rid of that. I found that. I so just confusing. deleted those yeah. because to me, it's like it adds more. Now, 
I'm speaking for myself here right now, folks. Like, you have to kind of figure yeah, out. We're not suggesting that you make seven email accounts. No. I was just curious, like, the inner workings of the brain of Mike Watts. That's right. all this Okay, so is. this is, okay. So <laughs> you have to figure out what's going to cause ease for yourself. If you have 10,000 emails that are unopened and you don't care, so what? That's great. Like, as long as it's managing it for you. But if it's causing stress, which is why probably Kate at some point, like, there might be a thing where Kate's like, I want to have zero emails in my inbox. But, I would like that. It's just not like in the top. Yeah, I'd love to have zero inbox. So my However, question would be like, why? Priority. Right. It's like, what sensation does that cause you to have? But you don't have to answer that right now. But just so like, let me finish the plugins or the helps with inbox. Like there's all these time boomerang delays. Like, another. yeah, boomerang. There's all these time delay things. And I know it works for a lot of people. But for me, it just added more crap to the purpose. The purpose is for me to either delete file it away or respond like so simple, right? It's either I delete it or I file it away or I turn it over for somebody else to do. And if that's the, then why have one of these other systems that are slowing that process down? So for me, now there's the guy that founded quest nutrition, Tom Bilio, I think his name is, he runs a very large organization, quest nutrition. They make those quest protein bars and stuff and those potato chips or protein chips or something. He only answers he said like 10 emails a week. That's remarkable. And it's because he has somebody handles the whole Everything. thing. Yeah. Right. And that's what we've set up for Kate at KateNorthrop.com and info at KateNorthrop.com. Like where all of your emails come from, they go to our software system called Help Scout that our customer service team responds to. And then some get assigned to me. And Correct. And then Donna, our customer care specialist, emails me or texts me and just says, hey, I've assigned a couple emails. Right. So I really only go into Help Scout probably once a week. Correct. Which is great. Yeah. And we set that stuff up because Kate was being very overwhelmed. Like she was and spending way were, too much. It was stressing me out because balls were getting dropped. Right. That's like I was not... Listen, I don't care if you drop the ball on stuff you don't care about, but I was dropping the ball on stuff I do care about. Yeah. You know, we have a friend who's like a New York Times bestselling author and she's, you know, super, super big business and fun and awesome. And I sat with her at her kitchen and it was amazing to watch her do her email because things just came in and she literally just like would delete them and they would be sometimes personal requests and she just would delete them. And I know when I send her an email, like I may not hear back from her for a month and I'm okay with that or ever. And it's like, I don't know. Like I'm not offended by that. I actually really kind of admire it because she really is conserving her limited time and energy for what matters to her. And the reality is my request of her is not her top priority, nor should it be. So it's a great example of someone who's walking the walk with that. Yeah. And then I would create a marketing game around it to send her an email to see what she actually responded to. I created a fun game around it for myself. Yeah. He does funny subject. Yeah. But now I kind of forgot. Yeah. Now it was like, yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> to was... see what you could what could get her attention. Yeah. Okay, so you have your multiple inboxes that you check periodically, but one of them you check every right. day. Right. But that's okay. So let me break it down. That's simpler for people because what I do, it's like I'm also running our business. So right. as I'm running our business, this requires multiple. Now I could also change this down the line, and the truth is, like, we probably don't need all of this stuff, and I set it up to keep things separately. But now. What we've ended up doing with the help of our developer is that we've streamlined the email systems. Right now, I'm going through the process of streamlining our hosting accounts where all of our domains are stored, where all of our websites are hosted. Like Once that process gets more streamlined, I can start streamlining the emails. But basically, for my inbox and what I work with on a daily basis, I'm not attached to... Like The reality is if I never received one email, that would be 
amazing. Like, I don't care. Like, it's just like if I never had to respond to an email, I minimize my newsletter signed up because the truth is I love Seth Godin so much, but getting one every single day, I, I wasn't know. keeping up Me with too. it. So I know there's a lot of people that are, and I would read one like one or two a week and I was okay with that, but I'm just like, you know what? I don't need this right now. Even Amazon. I wish I could figure out how to turn Amazon notifications off because that's exhausting. I don't get any Amazon notifications. Yeah. Cause we use my account. I know I have an account, but it must go to an email. I don't check anymore. You don't order anything through Amazon. Right. So you're not going to get notifications about oh, Amazon. Got it. So everything. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. And so basically keeping it simple is that it's like to really figure out, does email overwhelm you personally? Like, is it stopping you from doing what you want it to be that day? And I think these are interesting questions to ask yourself when it comes to the email situation. But to me, I'm not attached. Yes, do I get upset with people based off responses or not taking care of work or not being communicated. I have found, especially with our business, for me, and even almost any client we work with, I get on Skype or the phone with them because email slows the process down. And for me to get on the phone with someone and have a conversation also has caused some issues because when you're face-to-face communication, people don't write everything down, but people also don't read all of your emails either. So Either way, sometimes there's balls dropped through that. So for me, I try to get as much voice time as possible because problems can be solved faster. We get it taken care of. And that's one way that I've minimized a lot of email in my inbox. Cool. So when you go in there, so let's say you're every day or maybe a couple times a day, you are checking your one main email. Oh, yeah. It's like all day long. Okay, all day long. I don't have it set for like... Which I'm aware of because you respond to me pretty quickly. I did, by the way, side note, I had to tell tell Mike that when he responded to me, he could be direct because Mike will literally write like one line with no punctuation and nothing like nothing additional. It'll be like, send me the book like he's mad. And so I had to tell him like, honey, you could be direct like that, but you have to put XO because every time I get an email from you, I think you're mad at me. Because he doesn't like, I'll put in like, hey, thanks for asking. Can you please send me the book? Thanks so much. XO Kate. And Mike is just like, send the book. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> so A, don't read tone into email. B, you know, if your husband emails you and he sounds mad, just tell him to put XO. Okay. So one of the ways you minimize email is that you just literally only say the words that are required. And you don't add any filler. So I know that's how you get through it efficiently. Like, what else do you do when you go to your main box? Like, how do you... I Now, this isn't 100% of the time, but I would say it's 80 to 90, let's say 80 to 85% of the time. I only open emails. Like, even if I'm... So if we're in the middle of a launch or whatever, there's going to be emails that take priority over other emails. So if an email comes in where let's just say I opened my inbox this morning and there is a message from Brandy or Bonnie, like the two folks that are helping us launch right now on our team, I will go to that first before opening something like an invoice that came in from our graphic designer. Right. Like that I'm not going to. And so it's a priority standpoint. And then what can I take care of? I don't necessarily like answering emails on my phone. I can type way faster on my computer. I do a lot more work on my computer than like just it's on, I'm on a daily basis due to our business. So I try to answer as much things as possible via computer. So I don't open emails and read them and then close them. Like see, that is see, the, that is my biggest time suck. Right. It's a waste of it's a complete waste of time. It really is. Because you're like 
I mean, frankly, like it's I, I'm so blunt. I'm like, it's stupid. Like it really is. It's a. It's like okay. What's another analogy to say with this? It's yeah. The bottom line, like if I'm not going to do anything right now, I'm taking brain space up from reading this email. And then I'm just going to, oh, this is what I should say back. Or I'll finish this later. And then you're you going to have to reread it again. Then you have you to reread it again because you have to respond. what it was. Right. Or you don't do anything with it. And then you go back to your computer and come to it two days later. And then you respond to it. Or you've just had 50 emails that have come in in the next two days. And you forget about it, which is how you end up possibly with 450 emails in your inbox. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just giving an example. I don't exactly know how that you do it. But so I really try hard not to open emails that I'm not going to respond to at this moment. Like I would rather space out on Instagram or YouTube videos than email. Like, yeah, no, it's so true. Like I'm really, as I'm thinking about this, I'm like, I identified that habit of mine years ago, actually at a Marie Forleo event, rich, happy and hot live, I think was like the last time she did it. I identified like, cause she was asking what's the one habit that you have that if you stopped doing it, it would change everything. And not that it would change everything, because I don't know that it's this profound, but to me, I identified like it's doing that thing I do where I open an email, I read it, and then I mark it as unread. I think it's like my worst business habit. And when I'm thinking about why I do that, I I don't know, number one, but it might just have to do that I'm like addicted to the dopamine hit. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter in your brain that's released in the feel good, happy center. And it makes you, it's the same thing released when you do cocaine and when you eat sugar, you can have dopamine from healthier things as well. Like anytime you experience pleasure, actually dopamine is released and dopamine not only just makes you feel good. It also, believe it or not, is connected to a feeling of confidence. And so that's why people who are on cocaine, like feel like they are, you know, they'll just. I've never been on cocaine, so I don't know, but I've seen enough movies and talked to enough people that I think like when you're on cocaine, you feel invincible. Right. And so, and that's why people get addicted to it. It's that dopamine receptor. And so I think probably I go to the emails and want to read them because the dopamine makes me feel confident and invincible. Maybe, maybe, you know, my phone is like cocaine. So it is, um, it is. So anyway, I'm just, I'm stating that publicly and that is something I want to work on. I don't really care about the inbox number, but I do care about the preciousness of my time. And I understand that if I read an email twice, like, you know, it's the one touch rule, right? Like if I don't take action after I read it the first time, it's really, very much against this whole idea of doing less. The idea of doing less is to conserve your precious time and energy for the things that really matter. And reading an email twice is literally taking twice as much time and doesn't, that's not an investment of my time that really does matter to me. So I think it's just something to pay attention for me and maybe listening, you have had the same experience. Yeah. And I think, you know, you asked me a question a while ago, like for me, it's control. So I have control, control if I have control. So if I have a few amount of emails in my inbox, I have total control over that. I can 100% can control five emails, like 10 emails, 
30 emails, whatever. But if I get 500 or 1,000 emails, I'm completely out of control. And then I'll just delete it all. Like, I'll just start over. Well, yeah, you can declare email bankruptcy. Yeah. And so because there's no way... Let's say you have 500 unread emails, right, in your inbox. Well, but they aren't actually unread because I'm sure I read them once. Right. But let's just say you have 450 because your inbox number says 450, right? it says they're unread. Right. But how many emails are actually in your inbox? Because there's a lot of them that could be read that are still in your inbox as well. So for me, it just makes – because it saves time. So when I look at it from my perspective and how I'm managing this, because you asked me this a little bit earlier – What's like if I am able to kind of minimize the amount of stuff that's in my inbox on it, because it's also I use it also a little bit as a to do list, well, which so that's also my problem. OK, what's your problem? Using it as a to do list, because then if there's an action I can't take right then I mark it as unread and I leave it there because sometimes I just can't take the action right then. So then my using my inbox as my to do list is exactly how I ended up with 450 emails. Right. So how do you do that and don't end up with 450? Because I also don't have 45 notebooks that are half started with no, my to-do list. No, I've actually list. gotten really good about just I using know that. one. I know, but I'm it's just like... I'm actually really good with that. Right, but you can't make yourself wrong about this either, right? So I'm not making it's, myself it's wrong. Making I it, just would like to improve in that Right, area. so I never... I'm almost not the greatest at this because I'll lose stuff sometimes. It just happens. Yeah, you, know? you do. Yeah, but everybody loses stuff. You know, there's not like, it's just part of, so sometimes things slip through the cracks, but for the most part, I'm getting much better at that. And I haven't found anything that I really like, like that's really stuck. So starting a notebook and then putting to-do list in there or a calendar or, you know, now we're for our team, we're using Basecamp. So I'm trying to convert stuff more over there. And then I've tried different apps and I've tried this. I haven't found anything that works as good as like just leaving it in the inbox and being like, okay, I got to get to that. You know, like you sent me an email yesterday about inviting one of our team members to the Facebook group. You've told me about it multiple times. I forget. But you sent me an email and then I'm yeah. just like, okay, I'll do that. You know, that's easy. And is that now this is just like you know, a conversation I've been meaning to have. We might as well have it on our podcast. If there is something that I've asked you to do and I know that you haven't captured it somewhere, is it your preferred way that I ask you to do it? Is it email? Because you used to tell me don't email you stuff, but then it slips through the cracks and I don't know how to get it on your radar. So you'll actually do it. So I just email it to you. Is yeah, that okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah, because a lot of times you'll tell me, you'll ask me to do stuff like when I'm standing in the bathroom peeing and you're yelling through the bathroom door to do stuff. Like, and I understand that that's not very effective. like. It's, but as long as I've even, gotten the green light, if the majority you of okay. time when we're asking other people to do stuff, they are distracted doing something else. So, what do I mean by that? Like, if Kate asks me to do something and I'm cooking, I am cooking. I'm not focused on what my to-do list is at this moment in time or i'm driving like there's so many times where you're asking me to do stuff for i'm driving and it's just like i'm driving like there's i'm not capturing this content at this moment in time i don't have a photographic memory right so we have to really be cautious about this when we are interacting with our team or we're interacting with other people almost all of the time when we're asking people to do something they are doing something else at that moment, right? How do we, for our team, we have a team meeting once a week. Well, I put requests of our team on Basecamp. Right. So for our team, it's in Basecamp. We have a team meeting. So we're getting face-to-face time. We're actually dedicated time. We now set up for this year an optimal week. So on Wednesday, which is what we're recording this on Wednesday, 
that we sit down and talk about like Kate and Mike time, like stuff that we need to get done. We record our podcast. We record we our podcast. Our other money stuff, love date. Right. So these are things that we're putting a system in place for this to happen. And systems might not be your strength, but systems are my strength. So that's the way my brain thinks. As so I think of, <laughs> I think of us. Yeah. Holy smokes. If it uh, were up to me, I don't even know. Oh my God. I like, don't even know. Here, Kate is so amazing. So we're walking through, like she'll start to, re- because since we've been together, like I take care of travel, I book all of our trips. I do all of our travel stuff is basically handled. Like, I just take care of it. And so like that part of Kate's brain is like gone. Like, it's totally atrophied because PS, like I used to travel the world alone. Yeah. So hold on. I'm going to, and I did great. I want to share the story from our travel trip this week. So we get to JFK. Okay. We get from Mexico. We go through immigration. We go through JFK. We're there. And she's like, yeah, I used to do this trip all the time by myself. We're riding the air train or the air train around JFK to go from terminal eight to terminal five, all this stuff. And I'm like, that's awesome. You know, that's pretty cool. It's like a big thing. I would take the subway. I would take Long Island railroad. New York is not an easy place to get to an airport. Yeah. You can do Uber, which is great, but then you hit traffic. It's It's complicated. Yeah. So we're sitting there and she's like, do it all herself. And she, she, I pulled up my boarding pass. For some odd reason, Kate's passport always sends us to the counter. I don't know what the deal is there. I think so, my energetic field like screwed with the magnetic strip some, in there or something. Anyway, like, it never it's scans. the same reason I can't wear watches. It's just like... It doesn't... It never sorted. works at the thing. And so... <laughs> So she's checking into JetBlue on the little screen and I already have my boarding pass on my phone, all this stuff. And we're just sitting there and I'm waiting for her. And, you know, this is, she's like, and I walk away. I'm like, Kate's got this. So I walk away and leave her. And then she, all, next thing I know is I'm standing there just waiting for her to walk over and I see her look around and I can see the panic is like, not the panic, but just like, oh, I don't know what's going on. And literally I come over to the screen and she's like, I don't, it wants me to uncheck in like this. And I'm like, right in the middle of the screen says, <laughs> Print your boarding pass because she already checked in her phone, but the boarding pass wouldn't come I up. Was so, it says I couldn't see it. I don't know. It says like print your boarding pass, and there the were default all these options. But the default is in your head was like you know it's like Michael take care of it. I don't know. And so I walk over there. I'm like, oh my gosh. So anyway, this is totally you know off. That topic. was totally an aside. I don't know. I don't receive like I don't care if my email blew up or I lost my password. Like I don't care. It just yeah. don't. It's the same thing when you talk about the dopamine hit. It's right. the same thing with Facebook notifications. When you log right. into your Facebook and you see those little red circles, how many people, instead of writing a post, like if they go in with the intention right. of writing a post, go and click on the red circles first. And then first. an hour later. Yeah. I'm actually annoyed by the red circles. Like I go in there and I see like 20 and I'm like, oh, right. Jesus. Because your dopamine hit comes from actually being productive. Yes. And and actually mine does too. Like when I write a blog or get a post done and get in, get out, if I'm focused, it feels great. But sometimes, especially if I'm tired and really what I need is to quit working, but I'm like, oh, I'll just go do emails, you know, then it's like that's when things fall apart. But I will recommend and something I will say I am good at is I have turned off all the notifications on my phone. So other than text messages, nothing comes up on the screen like when I'm, you know, whatever. And I'm very proud of that because I'm not just like, I'm not like getting notified on my phone when someone tags me on Instagram or tags me on Facebook, like who cares? It doesn't matter. Or I definitely don't get a notification when I get an email. So that's cut down a lot of distraction. And if you have not done that, please do that because your time and energy is too precious to be checking your phone and getting lost in la la land every time somebody messages you or texts you. Yep. All right, uh, honey. This I was, want to make sure we oh. add value to this. I feel like we've kind of went all over the place. I so, actually, I've gotten a lot of value. Okay. What do you so, want to do? What's your goals with your email inbox then? 
Um, oh, you don't have to have goals, but just like my your desire desires. Yes. is to disconnect my dopamine hit from the reading of emails and get it synced up with something else, which would be like creating content or sitting and breathing or whatever. Like, I don't know what it is, but I would like to stop the habit of reading an email and marking it as unread. I would like to stop that habit or at least decrease it. And so I'm adding that to my consciousness. I'm adding that to my filter. When I pick up my phone, I will be reminding myself, Hey, let's like, if you're going to go in your inbox, make sure you're in a time and place where you can actually respond. Cause that's the other thing. I'll just pick up my phone and look at my inbox when I have three minutes and I know I don't have time to respond to anything in that amount of time. So that's one thing. And then when you go into your inbox, honey, it's basically like you read a message and it's, does this need to be deleted, filed, or responded to? Are those basically your choices? Right. Unless they're super long. Like if it's a super long email, I'll wait. Because a lot of times I'd go in there and just try to bust stuff out quickly. Okay. And if it's super long and I see it, it's going to be long. I don't even start reading. I just mark it on red. Do you ever star anything in the Gmail inbox? Yes. On usually deadlines. Star so, things are deadlines. Okay. But I only have like one or two things starred. Yeah. So I don't go crazy on the starring deal. So what I like, I guess to just to keep kind of summarize this whole thing up, I think that's great for you to really pay attention to like your phone activity. Like when it comes to your email, because I would imagine when you sit down your computer, do you do a lot of reading and then on and then marketing on red on your computer? Almost none. Right. So here's one thing that could probably help a lot. I think that's really interesting. For a while, I actually got email off my phone, so I would stop doing that. But it's not necessary. It's also with the baby. Like I have to say, well, for a while she was like falling asleep on me and whatever. And so those were actually moments of like two hours where I couldn't get up, but I actually could get a lot of email done. And sometimes I would write blogs in the notes section and stuff. So I'm not going to go that extreme, but you could if you want to. Yeah, you do a lot of you could actually write a blog post on your phone. I don't I do. enjoy my that. My thumbs are right. Fast. I don't really enjoy that. I'm a great so much. writer on my phone. I feel like my hands are too close together. So like it's just with the, <laughs> It's because your hands are too big. They're massive. No. <laughs> it's no, it's just it's like I feel too crunched almost. And yeah. so I'll do a lot of the social media stuff or any of that. Of course is all most of it's on the phone. But with email, yeah. So I think that's great. I think if you focus on, it might make your life a little bit easier. You might have more focused time. You might figure out you have more time to do something else. Well, that's the thing. We have big things going on this year, and there's a lot to be created. I don't feel overwhelmed by it. I feel excited by it. But like the way that I will do that for myself, because I have to play mind tricks with myself. So if I want to, I can't just say like I'm going to stop marking emails as unread and coming back to them. Cause that's just like, doesn't sound, it's like, why it doesn't, what am I getting from that? But if I can say, okay, I'm going to stop doing that so that I have more time to create these other pieces of content and do all this other project that we're really excited about, then I will actually stop doing it because I have a payoff. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So I think for you, or not just you, but the listener on here, if email is an issue or you feel that it's an issue for you, what would you like it to be? Like, what would your ideal scenario that you would like it to be? So for instance, is like if you have a business, we hired someone to take care of Kate's email, you know, for her. So she only handles what needs to be answered by her. Most of the kind of the good success stories, all that stuff we see anyway. So anybody's really sharing some stuff, which I'm super grateful for those folks that have been affected by Kate's book, et cetera. And 
Yeah. You know, we see a lot of that stuff, which is great, but like, you know, resetting passwords or any of the time consuming things that comes in from running a business. How do I get my username and login? For the love of God, if you have an email list, please unsign up for the unsubscribe messages. It's, oh, yeah. I know so many people starting out who, you know, are on MailChimp or whatever they're on and they actually get a note every time somebody unsubscribes from their list. Like talk about a Debbie Downer want want that's going to make you feel like crap. You don't need to know when people unsubscribe. Yeah. Who cares? So that for sure. Get yeah. rid of that. If they, if they unsubscribe, I mean, every newsletter we send out gets like at least 200 unsubscribes, yeah. 150, 200 people unsubscribe. Like the, we're talking the weekly blog posts some yeah. that you signed up for. So... <laughs> It's yeah, it's like great, and that's fine. I mean, I've totally resubscribed fine. and unsubscribed from newsletters constantly. Me too. I know, and I don't feel bad about it. Like it's not. I don't. You know, I don't. I don't. I'm just not like emotionally attached to any of that stuff. Because the bottom line is, it doesn't matter. You are definitely better at emotional detachment. Than yeah, I am. it just doesn't so, to the extreme. So the summary. In summary, like, what are some action steps people can take? Well, number one is kind of figure out what you want your What's email your goal? goal plan. Like, how would be your your desire if you want to make it a softer thing and not have a goal? Your it, intention. I heard something. This is really interesting. I heard something this morning, and I've heard it from two different people on two different podcasts when I was taking Penelope to daycare. It was the same concept. And I think it's the same thing for what we're in this conversation now. And I think it's for anything that we want to accomplish in life. I think it's really valuable. So instead of saying like Kate would be like, my mission is to get my inbox down to zero. No. How about for the next 30 days? And they recommended taking like a year long calendar. And so you're creating a pattern and a habit for this. They recommended, so let's say your goal starting today, which was, I don't know the date, but just today. And then for the next 30 days, you will not open and mark as unread. Right. Like every email that you open will have a purpose. You're either going to delete it, that it doesn't need your information, or you're going to respond right away, or you're going to sign it to somebody else to get the project done, right? File so, it. Or file it. Save it for some Or reason. tag it for something like the this. The one thing I'm bummed about is that the Gmail app on my phone does not allow me to create a new tag and file I know, something. It's, it it's only allows stupid. you to archive it in general. So that's been problematic. No, it's a pain in the butt. So, but don't, maybe you don't do this on your phone. I know. There you go. Maybe you do it on your computer. it doesn't work okay. on my phone. So for the next 30 days, your goal is not, so if you're, it's, this is actually a really good thing. So you create a calendar, they say create a calendar and then you, you put an X through that day. Oh. So what you're going to notice is that for seven days in a row, you have seven X's to be like, I didn't Did open. Today, yeah the email and then mark it as unread. So if the habit is you're doing it on your phone, but not your computer, maybe you just don't check email on your phone. Maybe it's like the goal today is not to check email on your phone. Only do it when you're sitting down. Cause usually if I'm getting on my computer for the most of the time, it is to work. Yeah. Like I just don't carry my computer around open, no. right? It's not like something I just walk around the house and I have my computer with me open. It's usually to sit down to do something. So that could be something that you set for yourself. It's not to say, okay, right now I need to get everything down to zero because that is almost like we crash diet type thing. It's yes. like, I'm going to crash diet for six it's days. Very all or nothing. I'm going to lose 10 pounds in six days. And then after that, I gain it all back. Right. So for the email situation, it might be that exact thing where it's like, okay, for the next seven days, my goal would be to not open and mark it as unread. And then what's happened, you start creating this habit and this patterns taking place so your 30 days come up and if you do that for 30 days in a row and then you might be in six months from now your inbox down to zero and you're just like i don't need this check 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 delete 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 it's starting small with what your goal is going to be now if you manage multiple email accounts like i mentioned here before i do recommend 
if it's doable, because one reason that that I would assume I'm not 100 percent sure because I haven't looked at your inbox, but you might have a lot of newsletters that have been unopened or you... some, but I'm pretty good at unsubscribing. Okay. That's like one of my big habits is unsubscribing. I really only have like two or three that I actually read and I need to go and do another unsubscribe, but that's not the majority. Right. Okay. But anytime anyone asks me for my email address, it is n- like, let's say it's a charity I sign up for any of this stuff. Most of the time is not going to my main email yeah. inbox. So I use one specifically for newsletters, social media accounts, amazon.com like all of those goes to one email inbox that i check you know a couple times a week and that's super easy to get down i just go through the line i literally look at them on my computer there's going to be 20 in the line i go i just check those boxes on the right hand side and i'll delete 10 at a time like because they don't need my information at this moment in time other ones that i have like activities for a list building activity that i have going on that's going to take place soon for myself like that is saved. It's just in my inbox open mm-hmm. and it doesn't bother me because I know I'm going to get to it. Right. And so I didn't file that away because I know I'll forget about it. This one I just left, but it's on my social media inbox, not the inbox of my main mm-hmm. inbox. So that's just helpful to create separate accounts for stuff because I know like any shopping that people have, like they sign up for Nordstrom.com or they sign up for the, what account or the yeah. guild account or whatever company or store or whatever you sign up for. Like those never hit my main inbox yeah. and immediately, even catalogs, like catalogs show up to our house. I immediately call the number and say, do not send this to me. I mean, Kate might like that stuff or whatever, but the most of the time it sits around, we look at it once it goes in the recycling. Unless it's the land of Nod because I really enjoy Yeah, that one we keep getting. I know the kids stuff. It's super cute. They do the a good photographs. job. Yeah. So that summarizes the email deal. That was really helpful, honey. I got a lot out of this. So we'd love to know about your email and any additional questions you have or any other topics that you'd like us to talk about. We have the systems genius here with me. So (laughs) please, you can just tweet us at Kate Northrup or at Mike J. Watts or Instagram or Facebook, or you can email info at katenorthrup.com. Leave it on the comments on the katenorthrup.com forward slash podcast Please subscribe over on iTunes. Leave us a review if this is helpful for you. Reviews are helpful to us because then more people get this information. And it gives us a dopamine hit. So actually, I don't read the reviews frequently, but I probably should because... I'd be curious. I I'm haven't sure read it them. would give me a I've dopamine hit. A couple times. Anyway, thanks for listening. We're excited to have you back next time. If you have not yet gotten the create space guide this whole conversation is something that we're having right now about doing less and creating more space for what matters in your life and me not reading emails twice is a way that i'm going to be creating more space for what matters in my life which turns out my email is not my top priority so i asked 30 of my top favorite women entrepreneur change makers who also are moms about how they create more space for what matters to them. And they answered and I put it together in a guide with some help from our team that is phenomenal. And it turned out there are five top categories of how to create space for what matters most. And you can get that guide for free at katenorthrop.com forward slash space. In there are thoughts from Danielle Laporte, Dr. Shafali Sayberry of The Awakened Family and Conscious Parenting, Dr. Kelly Brogan of A Mind of Your Own, all kinds of amazing, amazing women in there. So head over to katenorthrop.com forward slash space and grab the guide. Great. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Ever feel like you're constantly doing things but aren't able to carve out the time or energy for the things that really matter to you? Mike and I want to share our top five tools for making a life, not just a living. 
To learn what they are, go to katenorthrup.com forward slash tools. See you on the next episode.